Hi, everyone. Welcome back to This Juicy Life. I'm Lauren. And I'm Aaliyah. <laughs> and we are so grateful and just a little bit silly. Yeah. Um, we're so grateful that you're here with us to explore what are the key ingredients to a juicy life and how do we practice them so that we can squeeze the most out of this juicy life. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today on this mini-sode, we are going to talk about self-compassion. It's a big subject. Ooh, it is a really big subject. And honestly, this is such a, this is a funny one because I don't think I realized, well, I don't think I knew what self-compassion was even as a concept <laughs> until like maybe five years ago. I think I didn't even realize that I was someone who was I don't even know that I would have called myself hard on myself. Mm. And it wasn't until I think I started um, going to therapy and really just realizing that I was being really like punishing to myself. And the concept of of self-compassion was floated then. Um, Mm. And I was introduced to the work of Kristen Neff, um, who's like sort of like the god of self-compassion. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I, I before that, I, I wasn't even, truly wasn't even aware. I, I never even had the foresight to think that this was something that I, I didn't have. And I just kind of thought, you know, I was inside my own fishbowl and I thought that this is just how everybody does life. Mm-hmm. And it was my way, I used my self-punishment um, and criticism of myself as a way to try to control and um, really just like self-correct things. So this is a bit of a like a moment for me recognizing that there was another way. Yeah. I I mean, I can totally relate to that. The the pressure uh, that I put on myself and I think people like us who are actually huge empaths are really good at having compassion and love for others but not being able to extend that to ourselves, not being able to accept certain parts of ourselves. And it's something that I've certainly been working on for years as well and still find myself putting pressure on myself. Still, you know, that perfectionist part, that all these parts mm. that, that um, you know, are these sort of like younger underdeveloped parts of me pop up every now and then and learning how to be with them has been a real practice. And so today we're going to hit on a few points. Uh, We're going to talk about being your own best friend. This is a good one. Uh, Filling your own cup first. Also so important. We talk about that a lot through all of our podcast episodes. That comes up frequently. And then doing it your way. And we'll get into what that means because that is also key. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like even if, if if this is a new concept for you, Um, And the only thing you take away from this episode is really just to the ability to hear it and to just see that there's another way. I think that is a game changer in and of itself. It was for me. Yeah. Um, So, you know, you, you might not be at a point where you can implement these other takeaways, but you might just be able to start recognizing it in your life. Yeah, no, you're not alone in the struggle to, you know, to 
to sort of motivate, to push yourself through mm-hmm. punishment, through pressure, through, you know, that's yep. kind of how, how so many of us do. So totally. you're not alone, but there is also other ways to do it. Yeah. And I think one of the ways, one of the, the most profound ways for me was, you know, the idea of being your own best friend. And I think <clears throat> how I was able to really call attention to my own, you know, self-criticism, lack of self-compassion was recognizing that I would never talk to Aaliyah the way that I talked to my talk to myself at the time. Mm. And I think it was that question that was that was posed um, from my therapist. Like, well, like, would you would you speak to your best friend this way? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, no, never. Never. So why am I doing it to myself? And that that was like the light went on. Mm. So I think, you know, how would you speak to your best friend? What would what's the opposite? Um, and I think a lot of the times that's really just asking, how can, what do I need right now? Like asking yourself as like, sometimes I, a way that I do this is sometimes I picture myself as like, either it's like, I've got my best friend and that's an easy analogy for me to, to see Aaliyah and ask a question. Or another way is like, if I, if I have like the six-year-old version of, of me inside mm-hmm. and I can, as my higher self or as my adult self, ask myself like, how, like, what do you need? You know, and how can I, how can I support you right now? What would feel good to you? Not what you think you should do or whatever, but like, what, what do you actually need and how can I support you? Yeah, that's so beautiful and so important. Um, there's, um, a, uh, I think she's an author or she's definitely a speaker. Uh, her name's Ruthie Lindsay. I saw her oh, do yeah, a talk. Ruthie. Yeah, Ruthie. Ruthie. She's so she's so great. She's just so, so fucking cute and so real and so honest. We should get her on the podcast. We need to get oh, her on yeah. this podcast. Anyway, yeah, she's do. fantastic. Uh I, I watched a talk that she did and I was so obsessed with it. I believe she was actually sharing a practice that, that she learned from Tara Brock, who's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, author, speaker, you know, guru type, type woman. Um, but the practice was essentially having tea with the parts of you that are needing love and attention. And so like she, mm-hmm. she will sit down if she's, you know, has a part of, she recognizes a part of her that's like judging, like judging her mm-hmm. body or something. It's like, okay, like I see you. Okay. Do you need mm-hmm. some, some, some love? Sometimes sit down, let's have tea. What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you need right now? And really just being with witnessing, being with giving these parts voice, this for me has been the single most profound uh, therapy tool that I, you know, with my therapist, she, she does um, internal family systems, which is like parts work and there's, there's other different practices, but, but you can sit down with your parts and have tea with them. And that's something that I, I try and do now when I, when I experience myself struggling and judging myself, it's like really, instead of just like suppressing, shoving that part to the side, like trying not to feel eating a cookie, whatever. It's like, oh, okay. I see you. You're having Mm -hmm. feelings. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you need right now? What do you want to share with me? And being with that part as though I'm that part's best friend, as though that's my like inner child, because most of these parts are formed when we're children. And I think that 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 level of compassion with yourself, 
it allows you to be with you. It allows you to love you. It allows you to um, move towards wholeness rather than separation of yourself, like a fragmented self. And so, yeah, that's just something that I feel like has been profound for me. Yeah, I think sometimes the easiest way for me to 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 show myself love, connect with myself, hear myself is to um, pay attention to that the inner child voice that's in, that's inside of me, that's maybe like having a meltdown about something, mm-hmm. you know. And my adult self is like, "What is your problem? Yeah. What is your freaking problem?" You know. And it's like, "Oh, okay, that's not how I would talk to a child." So, okay, what like. What do, what do I need? Like, and I've had, I had this experience actually when I was trying to learn something new and I came home and I was, I was, I was trying to learn how to row <laughs> and I had like a, in a full, boat. Yep. Yep. I was learning how to row and I realized I, I thought that was something I was going to be really good at. Turns out what I was not, I'm not coordinated <laughs> and I would come home and I'd be with myself after these lessons and I would have, be having like an internal temper tantrum <laughs> and I would just be like, okay, whoa, wow, wow, wow. Okay. And I would just be like, why am I not good at this? You know? And I just had to like lay myself down and like put my hand on my heart and go, okay, it's okay. I'm here. Like, what do you need? You know, like, mm. I'm right here with you. I'm here with you. I'm I'm here with you. And I love mm. you. And I'm here with you. <laughs> and it was just this practice of being with myself um, that, you know, that I've had to, that I've had to learn. So I think, you know, if that's, if that feels like a stretch for you, sometimes it's just witnessing what's going on inside, witnessing the self-talk, witnessing it. And I think once we become aware of it, it's our... Um, you know, the next level of it is that we want to, we want to be like, bad girl, why are you thinking like that? Why are you having, you know, and it's like, that's not helpful either, you know, so that's like just the next level of it. So I think it's witnessing whatever the feeling is and then not jumping and then hearing the critical voice and not jumping to punish the critical voice, just, just witnessing it all. Like you said, having, having tea with the different parts of yourself or just like, asking yourself what you need right now. Oh, yeah, I just need to like breathe and realize that breathing is just about the cure to everything. You know, you can just <laughs> breathe for a second and just resettle in, reconnect to your body, land in your body. And I think that that can pretty much just bring a level of awareness that that and love for yourself. Mm. Yeah. How can we be good parents to ourselves? Absolutely. And good best friends. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yeah. So, so the next topic is filling your own cup first. Oh Jesus. We talk about this a lot because every guest that comes on our podcast has some version of this as being important because it's freaking important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what does this mean to you, Lauren? Oh, geez. I feel <laughs> like we talk about it all so much that I'm just like, what? What do I want to say about this? I think really it's it goes back to one of our, our past episodes of feeling feeling the good now and letting yourself be filled up by those good feelings. That is is so important and has such a profound effect on other people that we we can't see it in the moment. It feels like we're being selfish if we take the time to do whatever lights us up. 
or we, you know, we think, oh, I'm too busy with my job or my kids or whatever. All of these things happen that get that interfere with that. But I think from that place of filling ourselves up with what brings us joy, peace, freedom, all of these things, that has such a, a ripple effect in the world and on the people in our lives mm. because they're getting a fully resourced version of ourselves mm-hmm. um, to share with them and mm-hmm. to help them with whatever the thing is and to, to care and love and support them. But we can't do that if we're not caring and loving and supporting ourselves. No, no. I mean, uh, at least a couple of our guests have shared, you know, you have to fill your cup and then feed others from the overflow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know for myself, if I'm not resourced, if my nervous system isn't settled, if I'm not full, everything feels like an obligation, you yeah. know, like it could be something that is normally so juicy. It could be this podcast. Like if I, yeah. if I, and I like, we love doing this podcast and we have a blast doing it. But if I'm, if I'm stressed, if I'm not resourced, if I've got like too many things going on, it's like, shit, I got to do this thing now. I got to do this thing now. I got to, got to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not go, going to be fun for me. And it's also not going to have the same energy and frequency. It's not going to affect others in the same way because I'm not full and I'm like pushing and forcing. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that self-care, you know, filling my tank, leaving more space in my schedule to rest, to fill up. That's, that's been a really hard lesson for me, but that, that it's crucial truly in yep. me, me living a juicy life. And that for me is self-compassion. Yeah. And I think it, it really goes back to the same questions. Like what, what are you asking yourself? Like, what do you need right now? You know, maybe filling your cup is a rest. Maybe filling your cup is getting excited about something. Yeah. Maybe filling your cup is playing. Maybe it's moving maybe your it's body, moving your body, drinking a glass of water, doing something creative. Like it could be a million different things, but only you know the answer. And mm-hmm. only you can really check in with yourself and ask what you need and how how you can help yourself, and how you can care and have compassion for yourself. Yeah, that's so good. Tuning in, step one. Yeah. And the last one is doing it your way, your own brand of self-compassion. We love this. Why do we love this, Lauren? Well, Mm. honestly, I think with everything we want to share with you, I think it's not, we don't have all the answers, really. I mean, we know what works for us and we're a work in progress. And I think you just got to listen to whatever resonates with you Mm. and apply that to your life. If it does, if, if it feels juicy to you, we don't like, we don't want you to get bogged on, bogged down with all of these different things to try and, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not caring for myself. And I'm not like, you know, wellness is like this never ending bucket of things and offerings. And really all, it comes down to this, like the same, same point we made earlier. It's like connecting to yourself and asking, what do I need? What would feel good to me? Just me, not like what every other influencer, podcaster, or teacher is saying I should do. It's like, what feels good to me? 
it's stressful to get bogged down in the like thousands, hundreds of thousands of it options is. of what you could and should be doing yeah. when, when really truthfully all that is meant to happen is to tune in and just what's, what's one thing I could do for myself. I've been such a, a um, victim of the sort of like the biohacking world, the mm-hmm. self-help culture for a long time. And so it's like, I've stressed myself out with the amount of audiobooks and courses I've bought and things I should be doing and practices. And like, you could make a, f- a full-time job out of like yep. biohacking your way through the day and like doing mm-hmm. seemingly good things for yourself. But it's like, if you're doing it from a stressed out place or, or a place of like, I should, I should, I should, uh, without actually paying attention to, is this right for me? Is this an alignment for me? Does this feel juicy to me? Um, both Lauren and I, uh, saw a Danielle Laporte post recently and it was a great post. She, she started it off by saying like, Hey, cold plunges might not be for you. Cacao ceremonies might not be for you. Like these are all things that can be hard on the adrenals. Like it's really like, what is for you? It's not a one size fits all. It's like, your own brand. And we really want to, with this podcast, to offer a buffet of ideas and concepts and options and, and open up the doors to, to discover ourselves, you know, and think for ourselves, what's juicy, but like take what works and run with it and leave the rest and tune in and ask yourself what would work and do that. Don't, don't outsource what's right Mm -hmm. for you insource, mm-hmm. insource mm-hmm. your own version of self-compassion. And that will be the thing that will really nourish you. 1000%. I think, you know, that's, that's authenticity really. Like that is you asking yourself, what's good for me? And what, you know, like Aaliyah said, we're giving you a buffet of options, but really it's, it's up to you to to tune in and connect with what resonates for you and what feels authentic to you. Like, is this something I want to try? Okay, yeah, no, this feels like something that I really, that I want to try. Not something I should do. We are not about the shoulds. I mean, we get caught up in the shoulds sometimes in our life lives too, but like anywhere there's a should, probably a good indication of something that is not super juicy. And it's not doing it your way. Shedding the shoulds. We're on a mission to shed the shoulds. And they come yep. up on the daily, y'all. That's yeah, not, it's just not easy, but. But that's the outside, that's the outside programming coming yeah. in. And yeah. that's not the way that we're, we're, we're about, you no. know, inside out. Inside no out. outsourcing, only insourcing. So on that note, yep. an expansive question for you is asking yourself, what do you need today? What do I need today just for me and my well-being, and then maybe do it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Ideally, definitely. but yeah, hey, give it a shot. you know, if it feels yeah. juicy. If it feels juicy, <laughs> no shoulds, no shoulds. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. We freaking love you. We and love. Appreciate you so uh, much, so much, so much. And if you can think of one person that this episode might resonate with, as always, please share it. We just love spreading the juice in the world, and yeah. we're grateful for you. And have the best freaking week. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Please. For us. Please. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love. At a time when we all need a 
second lease on life, an opportunity to begin again, to begin anew, to see ourselves differently. Why for you was this the right time?